0: Grab it, Indy. It's a rat snake. Rat snake. Well, this one is I right? It's not even poisonous. Now grab on.
1: Go get something else.
0: Like what? <laughs> like, like a rope or something. There's no sears in Roebuck. Here, grab the snake. <laughs> Maybe I can touch the bottom.
1: There is no bottom. Now <laughs> grab it. No, grab it. I think I can
0: feel it with my feet. Grab the snake. Stop calling it that. It's a snake. What do you want me to call it? hey rope. What? hey grab the rope. Grab Grab the the rope! Hold tight! Hey everybody, welcome back uh, to Citizen Frame here as we're getting closer to the big day for the final installment of my favorite franchise, the Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. Uh, now we got to jump over this last one here and it is Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Now this one has gotten pissed on. It has been hated on. And I am the only one who always has always defended this film. And I've watched it twice now for the podcast. You know, through the podcast eyes. Maybe I'm seeing what you're all seeing. And I want to tell all of you to piss off. (laughs) Because this is a wonderful film. I will stick up for it. It's got flaws. I will point them out. And I'll, I'll probably agree with some of the reasons you don't like it. But man, oh man, is this a fun! This, I had a smile on my face the entire time, besides the monkeys. And we'll get to it. <laughs> um, I saw this in the theater when it came out. I saw it three times, opening weekend, and uh, I couldn't get enough of it. I the soundtrack, everything about it, and yeah, and I've yet this franchise. Yeah, the Indiana Jones, and I think Pirates of the Caribbean was coming to an end too. You know, those kind of swashbuckling adventure kind of films. And it was so it was nice to see this kind of go out with the Pirates films. Uh, because obviously this was going to be the last one. And obviously we're getting one more final, you know, nod of the Fedora. But um yeah, I've always embraced it, I've always loved it, and uh, that's where I'm at with it. ...and we'll, we'll uh, I'll prove my point in just a minute. Good for you. <laughs> oh, look who it is. Trevor, everybody. Jeez. Good to be here. Trevor Trevor pisses all over this film. No, I don't. You you know what? I don't know where to go with you anymore. I have
1: a compl- I, f- I actually find this... To be honest, I find it a very hard one to review. I have a lot of mixed emotions and mixed thoughts on it... ...throughout the, the several times that I've seen it. I've now, like you, I've now watched it twice for the podcast and i'll be honest with you i had a different reaction each time all right it's really weird i don't usually get that um in fact i would say i don't think i've ever got that it's a really tricky one but i will explain all all
0: right so we're gonna jump into this one now last podcast i was gonna tell you about how social media is killing the industry I'm gonna hold that one for our final review with the last film because it kind of really goes toward what's happening with the last film and the bad press is getting from fans so-called fans who haven't even seen the film like they're you know they're they're there to to make sure the film bombs um, but we'll dig a little deeper into the social media um, attack that the new one's getting when we review that film. Now so we're just gonna jump into this one. And see where we go. Now, this one is a, like, a limited cast, which I kind of like. It's a little different from the other Indiana Jones films. You got Indy and you got, you know, Irina Spalgo, played by the wonderful Kate Blanchett. She's one of my favorite actresses. You got Mutt, played by Shay LaBeouf. Oh boy. You got Marion, played by the still beautiful Carrot Allen. You've got Mac played by the fucking annoying Way Winstone. I usually love him, <laughs> but he's fucking useless in this film. You got Professor Oxley played by the late great John Hurt. And a nice little cameo. Nice little replacement for Marcus, the Dean himself, played by Gene Jim Brobant. And then you've got the big thug guy. We'll call him well, I think it's Dov, was it Dovchenko. Dovchenko. Russian henchman. Russian henchman, but we'll give oh, yeah. him he's got a big part, so we'll give him a name. Yeah. Now, this time around, uh, we mentioned about the great late screenwriter of the 80s, um, Mr. Boom, who wrote um, Indiana Jones and The Last Crusade. This one has been written by a masterclassman himself, David Kep. David Kep is a wonderful, wonderful screenwriter. He, I believe he's writing the new one as well. So that gives me, I'm very pleased with that. But his little writing credits are something not to be frowned upon. He has written Jurassic Park, Kalito's Way, The Secret Window, Spider-Man, Mission Impossible, Story of Echoes, Panic Room. He's also directed Secret Window and stir of Echoes. So that's a pretty nice little track record and I haven't even, you know, that's just that's the tip of the iceberg. Now, this movie, as I said, has been hated on. And and one of the things, the big criticism, was this wasn't going to happen. This isn't going to happen. It's fucking Indiana Jones. It can happen. All right, people? We've talked about it, especially with Temple of Doom. He gets away easily. It's just the way it is. We have to accept it. Law of physics don't apply in Indy's world. The, so.
1: the, the big the, the gripe big that a lot of um, fans had was the, the
0: nuclear fridge, essentially. Who cares? Um, you, you, no, all let, me let me finish. Let me finish. Let's get to the scene first. Yeah. And then we'll talk about it. Because I'm fucking tired of hearing about the fridge scene. If this I was man, actually going to defend if it, if this and man, I am going to defend it. If this man is going to jump out of a plane with a deflated raft, then deflated as he's following two other people's luggage, land... You know, as a plane crashes, he lands safely and then falls off a cliff. This man can escape a nuclear bomb in a fridge. Now, can we escape from a bomb in a nuclear bomb in a fridge? No, we'd be dead. I don't know about that, but well, let's let's <laughs> just let's, let's, get, let's get to it. Because my favorite part of this film, I absolutely love this opening scene. I love the intro. You've got uh, Hound Dog playing in the background, right there. They placed this in the nineteen fifties, nineteen fifty-seven Nevada to be exact. Um, you got the Russian baddies driving along, and well, we don't know the Russian baddies until they take out the guardsmen, and then we, this is where we fight. You know, we we meet uh, Indy when we meet, uh, blah, blah 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 blah. We meet Indy and Mac. Now the henchmen here. Like I just mentioned, Jovchenko, and we'll call her. What's it? What's her last? Balenko. Sp- oh, it's something like a Balenko, yeah, or Spalco. something like that. Spalco. Jesus Christ, how am I getting with those names? Um, I tell you what, they're three thousand times better than the non-threatening Walter, Volgo, and Elsa from The Last Crusade. Um, those, I like, those. I like. Walter and Elsa. Uh, of course he did. Because you, you actually said in the podcast, Elsa's, Elsa, Elsa Duties, she'd get an Oscar. You really liked her acting.
1: I really like Alison Doody. I did
0: not no, <laughs> know I, about I, her acting. You said it. she was brilliant and she deserved the Oscar.
1: Well, you know, I wouldn't
0: begrudge her of it. So, I wouldn't
1: begrudge Alison Doody of anything though. Now,
0: they don't say the term, but we know we're at era 51. And yes. I'll tell you right now, I fucking love it when they walk into this big warehouse and they pretty much copy and pasted the warehouse they had in the end of Raiders yes. where they put in the arc and the music is still the same. They kept the exact yep, same, score. same score. It was so nice and so reminiscing. It was just ah I got chills. It was so cool. And he's obviously there. They're asking him, he needs to find this 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 piece and he finds out it's metallic. And I just think it was so fun how he did it with using the bullets.
1: And you also yeah, I know. And you also of course
0: see the you get a glimpse
1: of the um the Ark of the Covenant.
0: Yes, when he uh, the big escape scene. Now the escape scene here, we find out Mac betrays him. But let me let's get this Mac thing out of the way. The most useless fucking character ever in a film. Had offered nothing to this film. Uh, It's it, and I like Ray Winstone. I like him. Anything he does, I'm actually a big fan. But he should have been either written out or written a little more consistent. Because I had no idea what character we were getting here.
1: The back and forward it was just a bit,
0: yeah, senseless. Yes, and if I hear fucking Jonesy one more time,
1: <laughs> Jesus Christ! They should have just had him as a b- betray. If that they should have just had him betray Andy once, and then that's it.
0: That's it. Yep.
1: Yeah, and maybe at the end he might turn. Yes, redeem himself. Like but he almost does. Like five times mm-hmm. he does it in this fucking thing. Well, even Andy says, "What? Are, so what are you now? A triple agent?"
0: Yeah. They, they just needed to refigure that one. But yeah. this escape scene is so much fucking fun with the whip. And I love the fact when he he, he whips and he, he tries to time it with the car, but he flies back and he hits the other car. Yeah. And he goes, oh, man, I thought I had it so close. Uh, this whole escape, the whole fight between him and Jachanko was fun. He gets into that, I think it's a Mach 1 launcher of some sort. Yeah,
1: it's like this locomotive, sort of high-powered, sort of experimental Sort of craft. Yeah, I think it had
0: mock on there, so that's why I'm kind of going with what it was.
1: I think it's one of it was, one, it was supposed to be one of those early things where they were trying to break, you know, like the
0: the soundberry. Not
1: that sound yeah, the, yeah, that type of, yeah, you know, of, of, sort of bakubanze.
0: <laughs> what? Bakubanze. Yes, exactly, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but come on, this whole this whole opening sequence, I think it's about or twenty minutes. And then he, he still running he, he, again. You you're going with it with a smile on your face, and the scene where he walks into this uh, this, uh, this this environment which seems empty, something from The Walking Dead. And then really he walks in, and he yeah and he walks into this house and there's just mannequins there. Yes. And then he hears the the nuclear siren going off and he's like <laughs> oh fuck. That's brilliant, Yeah, it's brilliant. And then yeah. he has to go somewhere. He's a smart guy, so well, what the fuck? I'll go in the fridge, and it it they do say. It's lead. Back yeah. then, the fridges were lead. So you could the dance. camera even zooms in on it to, yes. to prove the point. And it. F- <laughs> so the Nazis get in the blast. His fridge just flies away. No other fridge is flying away but his, but because it's Indy. Yeah. And it, it crashes. Now, before we get more into the, the absurdity, the fun of it, there's a shot, though, when he gets out of the fridge and he walks up this hill and it's just Indy looking over this nuclear blast. Yeah. It mushroom cloud. Gorgeous shot. Yeah. It it almost shows you how far Indy's come.
1: Yeah. You know? Yeah. We, I, we, I, I really like the whole... I mean, I, I totally... I mean, obviously, you know, it's a nuclear blast and stuff, but I, I don't have any issue with it at all. It's, number one, as you said, it's an Indiana Jones film, so it does completely, like, convoluted over-the-top stuff that would never happen in real life. I I can accept that, no problem. Also, it's a really fun scene, and if you want to get technical, um, we don't really know how strong of a nuclear blast it was. I mean, obviously, you don't fuck about with nuclear bombs, but, um, you know, I can bad. Yeah, and he goes in, you know, maybe the radiation should have killed him instead of the blast. Uh, It's just a matter of washing him down. He gets a shower, basically, (laughs) and that's him back to normal
0: again. Well... But the great thing about that shot though when he's looking over the cloud uh, they talk about Oppenheimer, you know, um, who created it and coming full circle because when you deal with raiders, you have these men, the Nazis and Belloc, who wanted to get great power Mm -hmm. and they wanted it from the Ark of the Covenant. Now look how far we have come, great power and this is, you know, nuclear war. uh, So it's it just, it just, it's kind of... Uh, kind it's of well, similar to the arc. It's yeah. similar to it, the Ark, and I think that's yeah. what they're trying to go with, the full circle, because I think they felt this was going to be the last one anyway. A
1: destructive force, but made by the hands of man, as opposed to the Ark, which was made by the hands of God. Exactly.
0: Exactly. I don't know. I just... The opening scene nails it for me. I just... Also as well, um, the
1: whole sort of jumping on the fridge to survive the nuclear bomb, it's actually um, taken from an early, one of the earliest drafts oh, God. of Back oh, to
0: Jesus. the Future. Oh, okay. Are no. serious? I thought you were going to say something else.
1: No, no, no. It is taken from an early draft of Back to the Future, where the time machine, obviously it was produced by Spielberg, Back to the Future, and where the time machine was originally going to be a fridge, but the only way that they could travel through time was um, <coughs> actually going to a nuclear bomb site. You know the way it's plutonium in the final film? Um, but they and they had to actually travel bring the fridge to a nuclear bomb site so it's um it, it's it's lifted from that so that's that's what I read up on anyway and i had sort of read up on that before about back to the future
0: it uh, might be uh because it is that it the back to the future star produced by Spielberg yes so that could have something to do with it so he gets is scrubbed out as you mentioned and they asked the FBI is asking him, what were you doing there, blah, blah, blah. And this big, big colonel kind of saves the day and gets him out of there. But yet yeah, he still gets fired from his yes. university job, and his buddy steps down because yes, of it. Yes, Jim Broadbent. Jim Broadbent. Who, of course, um, famously
1: played Roy Slater in the classic British sitcom Only Fools and Horses.
0: Okay. <laughs> any, any, anybody see that show that's not based in the UK like everyone in the UK anyone, anyone, anyone outside the UK and we got a lot of listeners oh by the way it's hello South Africa hello <laughs> South Africa yeah we got a lot of downloads from them hello yep Um. so people of South Africa do you know what that fucking show is I don't even know what that show is <laughs> yeah I'd <laughs> hey. as well oh the, god uh, the I, army I, colonel oh my god the army
1: colonel also um, played by Alan Dale, also famously played Jim Robinson in the classic Australian soap opera, Long run soap opera Neighbours. I kid you not.
0: You say, I kid you not, like we give a shit. <laughs> like it's some kind of, oh my God, what yes. else is Trevor to come up? No. Right now, our listening audience are hanging themselves.
1: <laughs> Not the Australian ones. <laughs>
0: Jesus Christ. Not
1: the Australian ones.
0: Oh my God! Fucking Big up hell! Get I? They are Australian listeners. <laughs> Jesus. All right. Now, here's the problem with this Indiana Jones film. Okay. We talked about it when we were talking Raiders. And. The films are based on, you know, uh, some urban legend, some myth, or some histor- historic fact. They kind of blend it, and they put it into a little melting pot, and they make a story out of it. That's kind of how the Indiana Jones films works. Ark of Covenant did exist. Holy Grail does exist. But they play around that.
1: He even tells yeah, them the thuggy cults were real, too.
0: Yes. So, but what they all did was they were talk to each other in the film, obviously, because they're they're actors. Yeah, there's dialogue in the (laughs) film. The problem I had with this one, I had no idea what the fuck they were talking about. And I know it was Eldorado involved and I kind of figured it out near the end. But the other Indiana Jones were smart but simplified Mm. without making the audience feel dumb.
1: I I I felt dumb in this. Right, I mean, Again, this is not me trying to be a smartest because I don't know all the ins and outs of it. You know, um, you know about those Spanish knights and all. You know, but I do know generally. Uh, I have heard of crystal skulls, um, that are supposed to be, um, you know, well, rumored to be alien and sort of, you know, in origin. Um, also, you know, those South American sort of, you know, signs in the ground, which are meant to be alien. I used to be. I went through a phase in the nineties where I was big into the sort of UFO stuff, and so i have read a bit just over the years in general terms i sort of knew um what they were basically going after and i knew it was going also the 1950s setting you know all the it was it was an era of not just the cold war but also the all those you know science fiction b movies you know all those you know and not just b movies classics like the day the earth stood still and stuff so yeah I, i mean at the risk of sounding like a smarter i in general terms knew what was happening
0: I, I figured they were playing on the whole who really built the pyramids, the Stonehenge. Anchors and all that uh, all, Yeah, all that stuff. And, and, and the you know, the, uh, the architecture yes. back then who really could have built this. So that's, yes, I knew they were playing on that. But they had some dialogue in this. I was like, what the fuck? Now, yeah. Yeah, I finally caught up. Once they get the, you know to the finale, but yeah, you know, we'll we'll dig a little deeper. But usually it's a little more simplified. Um, so I think the writers might have went. Uh, how are we going to explain this? Uh, well, this know.
1: this was another great fans had that they were going down the science fiction route. That they didn't, but it does make sense. So does the Russians being villains in defense of Lucas and Spielberg, the Russians being the villains and the sort of science fiction sort of plot. Does makes a complete sense for a nineteen fifties American setting?
0: Yeah, you got. Uh, was it wasn't the. Was it? Uh, God, I'm probably getting this wrong. The Bay of uh, the Bay of Pigs. Yeah, that that was. I think that was like that was the early early sixties, yeah, yeah. but it was coming to there Cold with War. Cold, the, yeah, the, the, Cold the War. Nuc- the nuclear nuclear yes. testing was beginning, and uh, that, that testing is actually <laughs> it happened. Well, they were pointing, uh, at it, pointing uh, them at each other. Yeah, they're they're still playing with it. Um... Anyways, so we have the, we met, you know, we got, you know, I will, I will say this, watching this again, Shayla Booth doesn't ruin this film.
1: No. He's actually,
0: he's actually a lot more likable than I give him credit for for the first time I watched it. I, you know, you know what,
1: I, like, Shayla Booth, um, I think the character is slightly annoying, but, um, Shea Labeouf, I have, and I know we came out after this film and, made a bit of a faux pas let's just say that really pissed spielberg off by dissing his own performance in it and spielberg never really forgave him for that and he was basically that was you know him and spielberg finished and but anyway you know um i i've certainly not against him in this film and i know the guy's had problems in his own sort of personal life so you know who am i to judge you know um so yeah i'm, I'm not gonna fucking knock Sheila
0: booth now the now the motorcycle scene. Um, it was quite fun and I like the fact they kept it all practical and the stunt works quite quite fun and Harrison Ford did most of his own stunts for this one A Marcus um, saves the day uh, yes <laughs> yes the yeah. statue <laughs> yeah yeah but there's a nice little scene where Harrison Ford gets off, gets pulled in from the bike to the you know the thug's car and then he walk he goes to the other side of the car yes. and Say the Buff picks him up from the bike on that one. Mm-hmm. And you can't even tell if it's a stunt double. It's really well done. Yeah. Um, just good old and stunt work. And you'll get a lot of this in the film. Now you'll have some green screen coming up with the sword fighting, which he had no choice. I understand that. But it's not but, green screen, but we'll come to that. But it's it, it's quite fun. Um, but it's not this over the top CGI uh extravaganza that you'd get from an avengers film most of this stuff is located in locations on sets um in those locations um so it's still sticking to what indiana jones has always done
1: practical stunts and you know choreographed fight scenes and stuff yeah so now we 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 end up we're in peru was it Cusco? I can't remember the name of the town, Cascu. but yeah, it's, it's basically Cascu. South America. Yeah, yeah. Peru were those um sort of alleged ancient alien carvings in the ground Are yeah,
0: in real life. So it, I got a little confused. So yeah, so they go down to South America, to Peru, um, because of a letter that Marion got to Indy. Kind, yes. you know, so he knew where to, months, yeah. where to get, where to go. So we know, I know. At this point, it's all about South, South American, you know, what is it? What they call it, folklore and myths and yes. and stuff like that. So maybe I maybe I was understanding it. I just didn't. <laughs>
1: yeah, it, it's actually <clears throat> a lot. I think it's it, it seems more complex um, than it actually is. If that makes sense, you know.
0: Why was they wanted to go to Oxley's cell.
1: Yes, he was in a lunatic asylum. Oh, that's what that was. I thought he got arrested or something. No, no, he was in a, he, he was sectioned because the skull drove him insane. That's right, okay. All
0: right, that makes sense. And that's why Mutt gets upset because Mutt... It was like run by nuns. It was Yeah, it was a lunatic yeah. asylum. Okay. Um. Now we get to the one thing this also sticks with is that anytime they go to a location and they always make a fun set, and they did it, especially with Raiders, and they did have Temple, especially Temple, and they did it with Last Crusade, and nothing changes here. Mm-hmm. So I love the scene where they're they're going into the tomb, where uh, you know these I uh, I can't remember his fucking Cortez, whatever his name is. They're mm-hmm. going to this these guys' tomb to find the skull, the crystal skull. Yes, the, the Spanish Knight, basically. The Spanish Knight, whatever. Cool, we'll go with that. <laughs> we'll call him Steve, <laughs> <laughs> and Spanish Knight, dude. So yeah. So you have these little Inca guys. I don't know what they're called. I'm not yeah, the to fucking ninjas? Ninja men. And they're, you know, obviously they're the to, to guard everything. Yeah. And I love how Indiana Jones, uh, they got these poison darts. And he's about to blow the dart at Mutt. And, but Indy jumps in front of him and blows back into the same pipe. And it goes yeah. into his throat. And then he waves the gun. And then Mutt goes, you're a teacher?
1: <laughs> yeah, because before, Mutt had said, well, you're only a teacher? You're a teacher? What? You shall you be to us? Yeah, so it's a good follow-up to that earlier joke. Yeah, and then he says,
0: yeah, part-time. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. <laughs> now, the one thing about, I like the banter between these two. I, I, I didn't remember it as being as fun. I like the fact that Indiana Jones is a smart-ass to him, mm-hmm. rather than it being reversed. So he pretty much calls him out, stop combing your hair, you know, blah, 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 you yeah. know, just little things. He's and... already mentoring him before he finds out he's his son. Yeah, exactly. And usually, the one thing I would like to see in this part, a little, a little more booby traps. Hmm. He didn't get anything like that. I do like the line where he... <laughs> When Mutt gets bit by a, big, a huge scorpion, <laughs> and Harrison goes, well, how big was it?" It was huge. No, don't don't worry about it. The bigger the bigger they are, the har- right. the harmless. I
1: just I love also the fact that it also follows up to a, an earlier joke where Mutt says, "I heard you're some sort of grave robber or something," and then they he literally becomes a grave robber. So he does. Um, you know, I just I love the whole tomb. You know, the, fa- the fact that they were like in a crypt. And, you know, it was just called kind of gothic and, and spooky and stuff. And you had these wee crazy ninjas who are a bit random, to be honest. And they don't really serve much to the plot, just to add a bit of extra threat. Including later on when they reappear. But,
0: yeah, this is a fun scene overall. It is. Um, like the moving the moving floor. Yes. And yes. much like, oh my god, what are you going to do? And, and Andy moves back and he goes, come on, genius. <laughs> yeah. But, so... The Spanish guy dudes that they find there, right? Yes. We'll say Steve. They find yep. Steve. And then the coins go behind Steve. So he knows something is magnetic behind there. Yeah. Um. That's where they find the skull. Were they there to guard the skull?
1: Yes. Yeah. They were basically like... Oh, them. they brainwashed. no no i think they were there they they, they, no they were worshippers they were like part of it um they were like the descendants of those ancient societies that would have worshipped the skulls you know um they appear later on and that that was basically the gods they were protecting the skull although the you know but it was oxley who who figured it out that the skull had to be returned to you know el dorado you know the city of gold um but um, they, they were essentially protecting the skull from falling into the wrong hands, i.e., in this case, the Russians. But they didn't know Indy was a good guy and planning to return the skull, you know, because that, that's what Ox had written in his cell, although we had it was like return they or something, the return they over and over again. Um, it's return, return the skull to its rightful place.
0: Okay. Because Indy says a line where I get a little confused. We'll talk about that. All right. So, yeah, obviously, fucking Max shows up. They get ambushed. Yes. I mean, every movie where Indiana Jones finds something valuable during a treasure hunt, there's always somebody there to take it from. <laughs> always. Clockwork. So now we're in, like, the Amazon kind of area. Mm-hmm. Um, They're having a rave in the jungle. <laughs> yeah, okay kidding. So, you, you, well, thanks to Oxley. <laughs> yeah. So uh, Oxley's lo- lost the plot. Yeah. And you'll get it back. It, com- it will come back, but... He just, you know, he's he's speaking gibberish.
1: I, I have to admit, um, I think John Hurt is one of the greatest actors of all time. I love him. Um, he also played the War Doctor in Doctor Who, but I threw that in as an aside. <laughs> but, you um, know, see, whenever he's playing and seeing Oxley, it does
0: irritate me. Yeah. He's okay. I yeah, take John I, Hurt. I, I, but when you put him and Mac together, I got a problem with it. And then you got two idiots. <laughs> well, Moxie's not technically an idiot, but you get my point. Yes. So I like the fact when she goes when Splak uh, what's a, what the fuck's her name again?
1: Um Olenko or something or
0: Kate Blanchett. Okay, fucking it. Kate Blanchett. <laughs> okay, so Splenko was it splenko or something? Spilank Spelank, Arena uh, uh, Is it not Elka Splenko or uh, something? Ah fuck. Cape Blanchett. So Kate Blanchett. Kate Blanchett. makes the point to Indy and goes. Um Oxley's lost the plot because he's seen something that the skull has given him, but by look but doing that too much, it ends up, you know, playing with his marbles. It fries your head, basically. So then uh, she goes. So we need you to do it. <laughs> and then he's like, "What the fuck?" And so when it's kind of a cool little scene, and then Mac tells them to stop. Mac yes. tells them to pull it back because you're he's gonna go he's gonna go Cooper here.
1: Also, it must be said that Kate Blanchett's character, who we'll just call her from now on, um, so so we're not offending Russian listeners. Does <laughs> um, it matter um,
0: of really fighting Russian listeners? Well, but um, controversial. Yeah.
1: She is basically, um, yeah, she's looking the power of the Crystal Skulls for her own benefit because she's in the psychic warfare.
0: Oh, I know that. I know why she's doing it. Um, no, but I'm saying that for the benefit of the listeners. Oh, okay. You got that, listeners?
1: Okay. I keep you right. <laughs> Fuck.
0: Yeah, thanks to fucking asshole and neighbors and fucking idiot and <laughs> back to the future and fucking doctor of the Do- doctor evil doctor who guy <laughs> fucking hell only foods and horses as well jim rodbent <laughs> so we're introduced to marion yay i love it's, karen allen and i tell you what um wh- when they're arguing it's so fun well it's I back mean, to
1: their old readers of the lost ark Band. yeah
0: i mean the chemistry's still there yeah it's all nostalgic yeah, I love when he's big smile and uh, and
1: you know he goes to greet her whenever he first lays eyes on her.
0: Does he? I can't remember. Yeah, oh, that yeah, no, no, that's
1: before he finds out.
0: No, De- no, mom, when he's whenever out.
1: it's first, whenever she comes out of the tent, he goes to go over and hug her, and she basically. He, but he's a big smile on his face. He's so happy to see her, but then she basically rebukes him. Oh,
0: yes, yes. And then yes. the Russians pull her back. That's right. Then he she goes. He uh, that's where Mud yeah, like, goes. Mom and he goes mom yeah so <laughs> I like the fact where John Hurt is always moving his hand like a, like he's a conductor yes and Indy's one who figures out give me a pen yeah and he, he's actually drawing a map to is it Akatara 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 yes Ak- Akutara yesterday Akutara. lost city gold and I thought that was clever I li- I kind of like that one where yeah Awesome. I like where I like where um, Andy's you know, sort
1: of basically tied up, he's basically strapped to that chair and he says the Mac, he goes, Once I get out of here, I'm gonna break your nose and he does it.
0: <laughs> when when he's when he he s- figures out, you know, the drawings, right? And as he's figuring out where everything is, he starts he has a big grin on his face, even though he's helping the the enemy. He's having fun doing it. He's like, mm-hmm. And it goes back to that whole, what Elsa said, Giddy is a schoolboy. Yeah, yeah. He, He's just a big kid. Even though he's helping the bad guys, he doesn't really think that because he's doing Solving what he loves. The
1: puzzle. So he is, yeah, he's working it all out and he's like basically a kid in a candy store.
0: Now another scene people don't like, and I think it's fucking flawless and I think it's brilliant. The quicksand scene is funny as fuck. Mm,
1: it irritates me. Oh fuck off! It was just a. Um, it's just uh, it's so
0: awesome. Yeah. when, um, when they're, they're saying, "Oh no, we'll be okay." You see, the sand here
1: is, but he I, I think I think the funniest me. bit about it is when Andy tells Hawks to
0: go and get help, and he comes back with the Russians. Goes help? <laughs> no, come fuck off! The whole scene works.
1: Mm, I, I mean, it does, it's not the worst.
0: Don't I mean, call but, It's
1: Call it a rope. Call it a rope. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> I mean it. It does work, but it's just
0: not. <laughs> it's, you know, it's all right. Just <laughs> oh, fuck off! If I was in a Doctor Who, you'd be going, "Oh, ho, ho, that's so splendid." Exactly, <laughs> <laughs> you'd be going. Oh, ho, ho. Well, it has a, a Doctor Who in the scene. No, John forget it. Forget, it. forget <laughs> it. That is a funny scene. John, it's, it's all right. It's it's, it's a rat bad. snake. I, I don't, don't care. No, it's not. No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. It's not bad. It's, it's I mean. No, a it. off! It's so funny. I hate snakes, but it's fucking make me laugh. Mm-hmm. Uh that's so funny. And yeah, you're right. Then after he gets out. Oxy brings help, and it's Mac <laughs> in <the> game. It's <laughs> like you fucking idiot. That's right. He'll help, but he's all pleased with himself. <laughs> uh that was so funny. Saints are rope. Uh, now, one of the big fight scenes is kind of every Indiana Jones always has a fight scene kind of replicate Raiders of Lost Ark. Yes, it's seen in the jungle. This is this. And besides the, and I think it's disgraceful that Spielberg didn't watch this and go, what the fuck were we thinking? And cut the monkey scene out. Um, it's embarrassing. It's something you'd see in a fucking Doctor Who. It's a reference episode. to Tarzan. I know. Really? Thank <laughs> you. Jesus, it is an embarrassment. It is literally—I've never been cringeworthy in watching this franchise. I don't think that. it's that bad. It—I honestly don't. You know what? Stop. Just—you know what? Just we're done talking to you now. I'm the rest of the Everybody, just listen to me from now on. <laughs> everyone, <laughs> everyone hates this scene. So if you like it, that you, you now people are not going to respect The Biggest you.
1: problem I have with this scene overall is now this was over. This all of this was filmed in the jungle. But there was CGI added to enhance it later on. The problem I have with it is um, the CGI hasn't aged well, and it takes it takes me personally out of the action, unlike in Raiders, Temple, and what do you call Last Crusade. Um, where you're right there in the thick of it, and it's these crazy bastard stuntmen doing all sorts of, like, death-defying stunts.
0: Yeah, but you got to keep in mind they are using stuntmen here, and they do it very well. They Yes, have to but put the those, CGI... I don't, think this, I don't think it's that bad at all. I, I completely disagree with you. I thought, I, when I first saw it a long time ago, I might have thought, is this real? I can't tell. Um, And then reading up on watching the making of, yes, they really did this stuff. But yes, you're right, they had to clean it up with CGI. Now, like they did with Raiders... You'll see Kate Blanchett fighting Say LaBeouf on top, but that's a stunt person. They, they yes. CJ'd their faces onto somebody. But it ha- but they cut away so quick, and they, they use quick cuts religiously to kind of get you, get get you away of, get away from the illusion. And I'm sorry, I think it plays really, really well. It is, I, it is I, a I, cute I, scene. I love the scene where <laughs> he's in the back truck. And Marion and Mutt are in the front. He goes, "What's he doing?" I oh, he'll think of something. And he shows up with a big rock launcher. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I also like the bit with the Russian henchman guy.
1: Um, says, "Would you two just shut up?" You know, whenever Marion and Andy yeah. and the yeah, yeah, it's uh, um, but-
0: I, I, it's a fucking great scene. And they're playing, they're playing tag with the skull, and it's just. And then there's a uh, Mutt, and he's sword fighting, uh, with Kate. And Marion just giving him fencing lessons as he's doing
1: it. <laughs> yeah, and, um, and he, uh, yeah, and he gives him a big smile as if well to say, that's my boy, um, yeah. which is kind of a bit cheesy. Ah, like, oh, it's all right. You know, I, I did like it whenever they go over the... Oh, fuck, I mean, it is terrifying to me. Whenever they see, the go... Uh, well, they're basically... He's bumping their sort of car, truck, tank yeah. thing. Whatever it is. Well, yes. on the edge of the cliff. Uh,
0: with my fear of heights, that's just, oh, shit. That's really tense. So that really works. I love that scene. I mean, it, it's... It does, it was, and and it's again, it's a good, great blend. Um, I think a lot. I think some of the background was Matt as well, so it was just, 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 so well done. And it does bring you back to what we saw with Raiders of Lost Ark. It see, um, this is my thing with um, this film overall.
1: This it's a very entertaining film overall, and generally, if this had been, if this wasn't an Indiana Jones film, it would be say, whoa, this is great, this is really good. But it's just with Indiana Jones setting the bar so high with the previous films, it's just, yeah. I find I, I find myself nitpicking with things like this. That's not fair. It's not
0: fair because you're judging it now because it has to adapt to the, to a newer audience and a newer technology. They have to do it. They have no choice. So oh, well, when, they're, when they're doing, there's no well. I no, can't no, I do the stuff they're doing. I take doing. on
1: board the argument of what you're saying. But at the same time, I can't help myself
0: whenever I'm watching it. That's fine. Make- Dick Pick away. I'm going to tell you right now, I think this is almost a better film than The Last Crusade. I disagree a lot. But it is lot still of very people, entertaining. A lot of people will disagree with me. I think I'm. I think it's not maybe necessarily a better film. I just think that this thing's been fucking bullied so much by nitpickers, and I won't mention names, it uh, rhymes with Rever, <laughs> and... You just I I nitpicked a little bit here, but I went past it because I'm about to get one hell of a great fucking scene. I I, um, I think people actually saw that sword fight scene and said, "Oh, this is all CGI." It wasn't all no, CGI. It wasn't, it wasn't. Yeah, actually, was, most of it was practical, but they have to put CGI. They have to put this the man the
1: faces on the stunt doubles is what we were seeing. Apparently, also it was filmed in the jungle, but apparently, um, it was just like extra vines and stuff were added through CGI.
0: You know, yeah, the, like the flies that were hitting him between the legs, stuff like that. I, I genuinely
1: don't mind. The, I mean, it is silly, but it doesn't ruin the film or anything for me. The all um, Indiana Jones on are the silly.
0: all Indiana are silly. The monkey scene is fucking disgraceful.
1: I, that's not disgraceful. I mean, you I mean you're talking about me, nitpicking? I mean, you, you no, no, comp- no, talk, no, 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 don't don't not no, no, Is you. I yeah, like and this, and this, and I like this, and I not like this.
0: Yes, it is. It's embarrassment. It is a fucking embarrassment. I disagree. I don't think it's that bad. It is an embarrassment. I disagree. Oh well, you know why? I know why. Why? I fucking figured this out. Monkey number two was in Doctor (laughs) Who episode nine. Monkey lover. Brilliant (laughs) Monkey lover. What the fuck? (laughs) That's his favorite Doctor (laughs) Who episode. That's why that chimpanzee. You recognize? The monkeys of death. It was was (laughs) fucking hell. Uh, uh, no, all uh, right, let's move on. Let's move on. I've done. Right, well, done.
1: Well, well, just after this scene, then we're coming to another thing that, while I think it's a great horror oh, scene, why, why, the ants. Why,
0: okay, can I, yes, there goes my. There go, ruined my segue. <laughs> there we go. I can. There we go. Our oh, segue. No, well, it's completely it's yours now. Go ahead. Just
1: no, you go ahead.
0: Um. Yeah. What's we your get segue. The, we get to the ants. I don't know. I guess these ants do exist. I looked them up. They do exist.
1: Do the Right, there you go.
0: Yeah. Um, I'm just kidding. I didn't look anything up. Um, But they were in a great episode of. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, the ants. I don't know where to go with the ants. I enjoyed them. I liked what they did with uh, Dovchenko. (laughs) Dovchenko. (laughs) Dovchenko. I thought their fight scene was nice. This it's, would have been a nice scene to put Pat Roach in, but sadly he died earlier, Yeah. so he couldn't be in it. But this would have been a good character for him. Mm-hmm. Um, but they had a nice little fight scene, and the skull kind of protects him a bit. We find out so, but the ants get uh, Tochenko. and I think his desk kind of creepy. That's kind of that'd be painful. What oh, horror
1: scene like you know? Yeah, was it wrong that pet screaming? You know, well, it's not a pet; it's an ant a giant anthill. Um hill. Again, the CGI did niggle me. I, I like the scene.
0: I, I didn't mind the guy for the ants. I thought it was all right. They should have used real killer ants. Oh, fucking no. You're an idiot. <laughs> I'm just an idiot. I'm joking. One of your, 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 your fucking monkeys that you love so much. They should have and... hired
1: real giant killer ants. <laughs> a whole swarm of them. <laughs> <Jesus>. As extras. <laughs> no, um, I mean, it's a cool
0: horror scene. Um, and I love yeah, how. A cool death. I, I love how. All the ants are going to take the body, and they're going to devour him slowly. It's pretty much what's going to happen to that, f- that yeah. fucker. And ants and, are
1: bastards because um, they can actually carry like so, so many times their own weight and stuff. So it actually makes sense that they
0: just fucking carry him off and drag him down into the ant hill. Oh, terrible death! I love the fact they're all going in, and the hat's about to go in, and they just had to leave the hat. <laughs> That's
1: right. Yeah. Well, I think you know there's something similar happens in The Last Crusade where it's you know whenever he flies off the cliff in the tank. Um, and with it, the, yeah, the Nazi guy yeah, and the hat yeah. just reappears magically, so it's a bit of an inside joke.
0: Yeah, the wind blows it over toward him. Yeah, mm-hmm. um but that whole sequence, besides the monkeys, is fucking so much fun. And then we got another one, and <laughs> it's the stupidest in thing, the boat. but it's so fucking fun. Karen decides, remember Karen, uh, Karen Allen, Miriam decides to fly off the cliff. Jump into a tree, and the tree breaks you down to the water. We'll go with it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I I think that's great, that bit. And and Indy goes, we'll do that again. Yeah. And and then the tree flops back and knocks down. And knocks a few Russians off the cliff. That was (laughs) awesome. And then Indy goes, oh, shit, three drops. So that's part of the map, three drops. So Mm -hmm. he knows there's three drops coming with waterfalls. And these waterfalls are you know, bigger and bigger. They probably yeah. would have died in the last one. They should have, like, no, they should have died in the first
1: one. You know
0: what I mean? Yeah. That makes no fucking
1: logical sense at all. Uh, but so what? It's a cool scene. And all cares? they do is they get a bit wet. <laughs> which is yeah, I mean I know. No broken
0: bones, nothing, you know what I mean? Just a bit wet. <laughs> you ever you ever watch these action films? Nobody nobody gets like a sprained foot. Oh,
1: yeah, exactly. get yeah.
0: like might get a scratch. I mean, you watch Die Hard. That poor fucker got everything bent
1: over. him. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, yeah. Well, these actually, But like with Indiana Jones, I mean, like it's, it's just like, you know, it's complete like over-the-top stunts and they basically walk away just a,
0: a little bit wet around the ears, you know. So Indy, this is where Indy says, um, you guys stay here. I, I need to return it. Like, what do you mean to return it? They told me. Yes. So that was when he was under when he was looking at that skull for a bit. Yes. Yeah. So he's gonna go return it. There's a scene with these guardsmen that come out. Yeah. And they're gonna attack him, and they use the skull to, to get away from it. I thought the guardsmen were kind of stupid.
1: Now, I no, now, they, they are I, sort of shoehorned in in both scenes that they appear, but it does make sense that they do fear the skull.
0: Yeah, and I think the only reason they actually kept it in is because there's a scene where it's a it's a throwaway but kind of brutal where the russians have just slaughtered all these innocent yeah, people them. and you see the bullet wounds and everything so i think they did that to show because we have kind of been having fun with the russians i think they really want the the, the the put a little uh, pin in it to say right, make these, them more threatening these, yeah these guys are are assholes yeah you know um so i think that's why they were kind of peppered in mm-hmm. and I, I like the the throne room. Oh, it's it's classic. With
1: aliens. it's gorgeous. I mean, the the whole. I mean, there's different. Uh, even before they get to it, you know, the other room where Max like, you know, basically looting, um, you know, all the gold and stuff. I mean, it's just a superb. It's. A, I think this is the best set of all of the Indiana Jones films.
0: Yeah, it's pretty elaborate, and they. I like the fact when they go to that room that Max in love with, with all the gold and mm-hmm. treasures. Indiana Jones figures out they were archaeologists. Yes. Um, so so I thought that was kind of cool how he can relate uh, to uh, to the, the species or whatever they are. Yeah.
1: If they're Technically, they're, they're not even aliens. They're interdimensional beings. Well,
0: there you go. Mm-hmm. Oh, look, it's 2001. What is it? I don't know. Okay, who cares? It's brilliant. <laughs> well, I'm really going to go by what Ox says in it. So... Again, like all villains, they get it with their own hand. They're hubris? She, yeah, she dies oh, oh yeah, hubris. <laughs> Fuck. Fucking hell. So this so Spock obviously her greed, she wants to learn everything. Yes. And I like how she wants it and the aliens are like, okay, you fucking idiot. <laughs> and they show her everything and her head explodes.
1: Yeah, but before <laughs> she goes
0: enough enough, I've seen enough and then boom. Uh now here's another thing. I think at this point they should have wrote Mac out and or make him write Shayla Buff character out and put Mac as the main sidekick because this was the inconsistency of who he was and what he was doing. I don't get it. But anyways, he, all he does is trip. He's right in front of Indy and they're having a conversation. You throw me the whip. I'll help you up. He could have easily skipped. Just get up and walk to him. You're yeah. literally three feet away. I did under. Why are you having a conversation? Get your ass up and go. I think it was more
1: to do with um, basically what Spielberg and stuff was saying, where what was holding Mac back was his greed and also, you know, um, all this, you know, sort of, you know, going to the other dimension and stuff, but mostly it's greed. Um what-
0: but it's not. It's. I mean, he could easily have escaped out of that with his life. Yeah. So what I think happened, and this is poorly directed. I can't believe I'm using those words when I say Spielberg. Where I think there's a scene where he's piling gold in his pockets, you know, little stuff. Yes. So he's weighed down, but because of the magnet thing. Yes, that's true. He's been, he's pulling them. Yeah. That's and that's why he can't get up because of the weight.
1: Yeah, but it's not really. Um, it's not really
0: explained well within this scene. Exactly. So I think that's what was happening. I caught it in the next video, but it's poorly done. Mm-hmm. So they all escape, get away. I love the ending because the people's biggest, and the same thing of this one coming up, nobody replaces Indiana Jones. Yes. So F- fanatics did not want Shay LaBeouf because people either love him or hate him, right? I have nothing against the guy, you know, mm-hmm. but so... I love the fact when the, the the they're getting married and the wind blows the hat into yeah. uh he goes to muts, pick it up. and he picks it up and he's about to put it on, where Indy grabs it and puts it on his hat and he pretty much looks at him and goes, Fuck off, you're not touching yeah, this. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you little dickhead. Yeah, <laughs> that's exactly what he was. I guarantee I guarantee that's probably what Indy was saying, but I guarantee you Harrison Ford's like, go fuck yourself. Yeah, don't think so. Awesome. <laughs> you little fucking bastard. <laughs> you little brat. Uh, and there you go. And credits roll. So
1: Right, here. well, I'm going to have to be honest here. I uh, Here we go, here we go, everybody. Over the years since this... Was keep released, in mind, this is
0: the person who's compared this Shut to Doctor <laughs> Who and Neighbours.
1: <laughs> Neighbours, classic. Uh, Bunch of the Dog and Mrs. Mangle. Anyway, um, <laughs> anyway, uh, yes. Um, I didn't see this when it was released in the cinema. I was going through a lot of crazy... I meant to, but I was going through a lot of, bit of a bad time in my life and a lot of craziness was going on. So, I didn't actually get to see this till after its cinematic release, but um, the few times I have watched it over the years, I have struggled with it. Um, and I think a lot of, I'm presuming a lot of other fans of the originals, um, m- maybe do it for the same reasons. Um, I struggled with, I think one of the biggest problems this film has, is the 19 year um, wait since Last Crusade. I think this, if this had been released a few years later, um, there wouldn't have been anywhere near as, as as many complaints. Because I think the 1950s setting does jar with people, even sub- subconsciously. And I include myself in this, because to me, Indy belongs in the 1930s. But I have found, especially watching this now twice, re-watching it twice for the podcast, it improves. And that last time I watched it for the podcast... It it's the first time I've watched it and it's really felt like an Indiana Jones film and it's really entertaining and I really liked it. But it's so weird because before I was like being probably overcritical of it and it was just it was almost like throwing the toys out of the prom type thing, you know, saying, ah, oh, this isn't Indiana Jones. Indiana Jones is just the first three films But I have it it, it definitely improves on repeat viewings. For me for me anyway, as an Indiana Jones fan, and I actually now really like it.
0: Now this film, uh, I'll, I'll I'll start off by saying you, any film that you watch a few times when you first see it, you're like, oh, that's all right, but as you watch it again, this is actually really good. Watch it again, it gets better and better. Repeat viewing, they've done something right, and I think the problem was people went into a cinema 19 years later, yeah. and they see it a little more, you know, older Harrison Ford. You've got. Uh, new, uh, you're in a new decade. A couple, you know, exactly. you're in you're in this whole new world, and can you embrace that? Can you take Indiana Jones away from his comfort zone, which is the 30s? So, and that uh, agreed, 100. percent But I've always probably the fanboy in me, and Harrison Ford fan, don't give a shit because I love Indiana Jones. I love the stupid way he gets out of things, the escapism the 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 fucking great write, the writing and the banter of him and his co stars, whoever they are. Um in re watching this, I wasn't a big fan of Shayla Buff, but you know what? He gets a pass. They actually have really good chemistry there. He's not it's, the worst, yeah. And I think the Mac characters should be either written out or rewritten. Um I felt that the monkey scene is deferential. I think it almost kills the film. It almost does. And but We watch. I have a smile on my face. I think the reason, Trevor, that you are turned on this and saying that it's you like it a lot now. Yeah, is be be, because you're watching it and you're just enjoying yourself. And you said, "Hey, I'm watching the Indiana Jones films," and that's a feeling you didn't have a few years Mm -hmm. ago when you watched it for the first time. That's because it was 19 years later. Yeah, uh, because because you and I. Have just sat through Raiders, Temple, Last Crusade. Now we've just watched this. I prove my point. It plays like an indie film. And if you can say that, then it's an Indiana Jones film and it deserves to be one.
1: Yeah. Uh, I am now, now at that point? point. Yeah. No, no, I'm now at that point. And I would also say, as well, for myself and other fans that have, you know, that have had in the past issues with it. Um, it's what you have to remember as well the the previous film um indiana jones film was in 1989 this was released in 2008 19 years later we are different people then and you can't go back home you can't be 13 again you can't be a kid again so it's almost like with me anyway i had to adjust to watching indiana jones again as an adult do you know what i mean um because you can't be that kid again same person obviously but why can't uh, you? No, no that's what I'm saying, but you still have to adjust to your adult sort of mindset into um, and like cast off all the all the all the shit of adulthood and just in a way return to the mindset that you would have had back then. But that can be a bit of a challenge.
0: Well yeah, I think most people aren't going back. And that's what's sad. Mm-hmm. Um I think if people did what we've done. Mm-hmm. Watch the trilogy and then watch this new one, watch the, uh, Skull. People would go, fuck, that's not bad. That was, that, I still, I still had fun. It ties in well with the rest of them. It does. You still, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know what people want. It still got great fucking stunts. No, people, that's not all CGI. That was all really done. You guys have got, and this is another thing with the Star Wars films and the India, and well, I think, I don't think uh, what's, I don't think uh, Marvel is really kicking off at this point. The no. problem is well, yeah. good films like this that have to use a little CGI, just do some touch-ups, everyone thinks the whole thing's CGI. It's all green-screened. No. It's it not wasn't. like that. And the problem is you guys are so spoiled with all these movies that are coming out like that. You expect it's not. These guys worked, brought you to their destinations they were supposed to be in, and they filmed there. This is the way all the in Jones, we mess it with the James Bonds. They do the same thing. You know, you you guys are judging it based on other films that were coming out then. Is what's happening, and I don't know. I think this is great escapism, and that's a yeah, perfect, it, it is very that's enjoyable. It. That's it. End of discussion. We're done. I, I, it is very
1: enjoyable. I do have minor niggles with it, and one of them is not Sheila Booth. and another one is not the the tree swinging scene, the monkey You're scene.
0: You're fucking, you, you just no one's listening now it really isn't nobody nobody wants to talk to you anymore (laughs) no
1: you don't but (laughs) but anyway yeah but yeah I mean I have it's been a fucking journey for me with this one because over the years because yeah I mean why'd I thought it was just okay before I had a lot of issues with it now it feels like an Indiana Jones film and yes doing this retrospective so watching them and the previous ones and you know within around the same time period it definitely has helped
0: yeah. Exactly. So let's let's hopefully that mindset with us keeps going when we get to the big boy coming up here in the next few weeks. I hope so. so all right, guys, listen, um, that's a wrap on Ineat Jones till we obviously get to the closure of the new one. So what we're gonna do here is that we're gonna revisit a franchise we, we're slowly working on. As you know, a couple well, oh, about a year ago, we did a film called X. A very incredible pleasant surprise. Uh, take on the 70s slasher a grindhouse feel horror by the great independent horror director Ty West or T. West. i am got to figure what that I is. I think it's Ty. Ty. So we're going to now revisit uh, the sequel which, well actually prequel I guess you can say uh, called Pearl. Now I have written a review of Pearl in Fantastic Gloria magazine. I think it's deplorable and shit. I am telling you that right now. But yet Everyone, and I mean everyone, loves this film, even over X. So Trevor just viewed it. I'm telling you the story. He loves it. He thinks it's great. So me and him are going to have words. So you think we're both annoying now. Wait till we <laughs> finally hit a film that I can't stand and that he loves. Yep. Yep. So, there will be blood. <laughs> that's right. So we got to do Pearl anyway because Maxine, Maxine with triple X in the middle there, is coming out. Pretty soon here. So that way we can get the trilogy, you know, done and dusted. All right, guys, thanks for joining us on this one. And that's all I really have. Give us a shout on uh, uh, Instagram at citizenframepodcast and, of course, Facebook. Anything you want to add there, Trevor?
1: Yes. When's this, right? You can edit this, I can't, but when's this going live?
0: Well, hmm. I'll uh, probably put it out Saturday.
1: Saturday, right. That's okay. Yes, Karen, Um, actually, there is a brand new issue of Phantasmagoria magazine. What? Video. Yeah, and it's a special edition, and guess what? It's not edited by me either. It's edited by Alison Weir, and it is Women in Horror. So it's featuring some of the biggest names, not just you know female, but you know you know throughout you know just in general throughout the genre, um some of the biggest names in the field, and um it also includes an article um about Scream Queens written by none other than Kieran myself and GCH Riley Hannah Riley. But I mean, there's I mean, there's Ellen Datlow, there's Lisa Tuttle, there's you know all you know some great writers, you know big female writers, Angela Slatter, you know many many others. Um, yeah, so that's now Jill Bowman, who's done a lot of covers for Stephen King and Ramsey Campbell and people like that. Stuff on the old pulps like Margaret Brundage, obviously Shirley Jackson, Mary Shelley and stuff as well um, are included. So basically um, it's on sale throughout the world from Amazon and very soon also will be in Forbidden Planet International Belfast. So there you go.
0: There you go. I think the important name in that list of, of talented writers was, I think you mentioned my name.
1: Yes, yes indeed, yes. What? With yeah. our
0: Scream Queens
1: article that I yeah. kept right on.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, well we'll dig in that discussion for another time. <laughs> uh, that's, so All right, cool. Look for it. Uh, That would be available today. Yes, it should be on sale now. Yeah. Cool. All right, we're going to wrap this one up. Thanks, guys, for joining us. And watch this movie again, people. Trust me. Give it a chance. Watch all of them before you see the last one. You want to be fueled indie. fuel. You want your blood to be running indie. That way, when you go see the new one, you'll still be energized and pumped and understand what the franchise really is about. Dumb escapism fun. All right, well, I don't want to say dumb. That's yeah.
1: not the right. No, it's escapism done right. Okay, let's do it that way. Escapism
0: done right. We'll do with the dumb thing.
1: Up there with neighbors and. and <laughs> Jesus
0: Christ. and only fields and horses. <laughs> All right, guys, have a good one.